as we begin uh, our second teaching, God is good. Read out loud with me, beginning in Psalm 107, verses 1 through 9. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city for a dwelling place. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. And then verse 43, all the way at the end. Whoever is wise will observe these things and they will understand the loving kindness of the Lord. He said, grab that. Wisdom, wisdom is understanding the loving kindness of the Lord. The loving kindness kindness of the Lord. Father, we thank you. Come be with us during this time as we receive your word in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. I keep wanting to give an, you may be seated. I keep wanting to give an abbreviated version, uh, abbreviated. I seldom use that word in my vocabulary, uh, but we have said that God is good for the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. That's the theme of this in Psalm 105. Somebody shout, God is good. good. All the time. time. Thanks, Brother Dan. Uh, You know, if you, we we learned this, if you study about Jesus, if you want to know how good God is, study Jesus. All the things that he did, the way that he served, the way that he cared, the way that he blessed. Jesus was literally the presence of God on the earth. Uh, anybody love Christmas? Yes. Folks, we're not far away. Hallelujah. Not far away. What is like 90 days? I don't know exactly how many days. 90? 90? Somebody knows. Somebody's doing a countdown. 90 days. And uh, anybody remember the message of the angels? Peace on earth. Goodwill toward men. So Jesus came with goodwill uh, towards men. Uh, I was, Psalm 100, verse 4 uh, and five uh, is so powerful, so amazing. And uh, I, I just, I, I love that. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. Uh, we've been worshiping God for a while here at Freedom. And at the beginning of this pandemic, I mean, uh, I'm telling you what, if it, if it wasn't for my team, if it wasn't for my staff, uh, we worked hard. Uh, you see Diane and I up here and uh, Preston will be preaching this coming Wednesday again. Uh, I tell you what, we don't have a better pastor. Uh, you won't find one better than the guy in the mask at the back of the room right now, Pastor Preston Hawker. By the way, it's also his birthday today. So happy birthday to Preston. Sometimes it has been awkward in that uh, I uh, happen to have uh, Preston on staff, and uh, he is—he is just such a miraculous man of God, and has led so many ministries. And I'm just so grateful for him. He is 
a, a powerful pastor who could lead about any church in the world. And uh, we are so thankful. Uh, don't ever overlook the pastoral leadership of uh, Preston Hawker. I was, um, uh, I'm just so, you know, I'm just so amazed. We were talking about the goodness of God. This morning I got up and looked over at my wife because, uh, at, because she sleeps right next to me. And uh, I say every morning, if you don't do this, you should do it. If you're married every morning, you should look at your husband, your wife, and say, good morning, I love you. You should do that every day. All right. Every day. All right. Unless they're not there. And then you should text them because they got to work earlier than you or something. But uh, uh, I, I looked over and saw my wife and uh, for whatever reason, the alarm clock had not worked and we uh, still got up in plenty of time because that's just the way our brains work. Uh, and I remembered where we got up uh, 36 years ago today when he's 36 today. So, um, but... Uh, and I remember where we got up. We were sleeping in a trailer and we woke up on our sofa bed because that's where we slept, on a sofa bed. Diane and I slept on the sofa bed. Uh, Felicia had, the, had a bedroom and uh, Preston wasn't born yet and got up. And Diana, while she was pregnant with Preston, slept nearly those entire nine months on a sofa bed. Go ahead, Go ahead Diana. All right. And uh, it was that morning she woke up and said, I, you know, I think we're ready to do this. And, uh, and the trailer, I, you know, I, we had a lot of folks that might probably live in a mobile home, you know. And uh, this one just happened to be like the smallest mobile home possible. All right. I, it's like, you're just a little family. We'll put you in a really tiny mobile home. And uh, I'm not, I'm not busting. I just live in a nicer house than I did 36 years ago now. All right. I got a yard, you know, and uh, there's just a lot. Anybody been to my house? Most everybody's been to my house. If you've been to this church. You've been to my house. It is not, I mean, I don't have a house over on, uh, you know, somewhere off of Lynn Haven Inlet, you know, one of them nice houses like some of y'all have. I bless you for that. I don't have that, but I really like where I live. Right? I got up on a nice, comfortable mattress this morning. All right. We were not. God has been good over the years. I'm not sure you're catching what I'm saying right now. Anybody ever get up and you just get up and you say, why is my life so miserable? Anybody done that? Look at me. God's not finished with you yet. He's not finished with me yet. I mean, maybe next week I will be sleeping on a sofa bed. I don't expect it, but how many know, no matter where you're sleeping, I'm trying to say something to you today. All the testimony that took place in this morning, has anybody ever woke up in a bad mood? Anybody ever woke up in a really bad mood? I like the scripture, enter his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. I might have mentioned this uh, before, right at the beginning of this, this, this uh, pandemic, uh, we bought some of those infrared temperature deals. Anybody get their temperature taken? Anybody? Sometimes they take my temperature just for kicks at the front door and, uh, because I am the coolest pastor I always register below normal, always register below normal. Uh, so there's two things. Either I'm really cool or I'm just below normal. One of those two things is true. But I, I was thinking, you know, with the, all the masking and the social distancing, when you think about it, really a lot of people have been wearing masks and staying distanced for a long time. What we need to do 
probably has checked more things at the door than just our temperature. Like we ought to check unforgiveness at the door. And we ought to check doubt at the door. We ought to check bitterness at the door. In general, we ought to just check our sin. All those things that are unlike Jesus. Just go ahead and leave those. Come on, anybody with me here? Just drop those. We really need to check it. Probably not just at the door, but also in the morning when I rise, I ought to check it. And daily at work, I ought to check it. And in our, in our relationships with our family, you ought to check that. I mean, as soon as things start going upside down and backwards and everybody's irritated and mess, you ought to stop and check your temperature and say, am I dealing with some unforgiveness and some bitterness or some mess from my past? Am I still struggling with why with something that somebody else did to me years and years ago and I need to deal with that? I need to deal with my stuff. The good thing is that as we sing and we worship and we pray, as we seek his face, a lot of things get checked. You know, you know it's like this morning was like a prophetic moment. We get our spiritual temp checked when we read, when we read Psalm 100 today. We, we, we do that. But today, I'm hearing from God, and I, and I want to focus on the theme, God is good. But I just want to talk about the second part. I said, God is good, and you said... And so today, I just want to talk about all the time. All right? All the time. All the time. Psalm 107 and 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. I, I just love the word good. Amen. Talk about an overused word. How you doing? Good. I'm good. Uh, you know, uh, you, you, how you feel? Feel good? So does that mean that you feel bad? Or that you feel good. What does that mean? The problem is that the word good is subject to your personal interpretation. And because of that, even when I say good, it may be good or it may not be good. All right? So, you know, uh, the other day, anybody ever been to Trader Joe's? All right? Been to Trader Joe's. I talked about candied bacon last week and there was a crowd down at uh, Clayton's Corner ordering that charcuterie, whatever it was, to eat that candied bacon. And I haven't been back yet. I just hope there's some left for me when I get there because brothers and sisters, taste and see that the Lord, you had that, taste and see, it's good. Uh, but uh, we went to Trader Joe's the other day because we wanted to be cool like everybody else because evidently cool people go to Trader Joe's. And so we went into Trader Joe's and they have pumpkin everywhere in Trader Joe's. I mean, there's pumpkin everything. I'm surprised they don't like to have pumpkin shoes or something. I, but pumpkin pancakes, pumpkin. Picked up some pumpkin oatmeal, took it home. Dinah fixed it for me that morning. And she took a bite of it and looked at me and said, hey, it ain't good. It's no good. And I took a bite of it, and I tasted it. And I'm just going to be honest with you, it tasted pretty good. But because she said it wasn't good, I wrinkled my nose. Because if it wasn't good for her, then it wasn't going to be good for me. I don't know if you're hearing what I'm saying right now. Good is subject to interpretation. And sometimes the, corral, the crowd that you're around will impact 
your understanding of goodness. Now, we eventually worked that pumpkin thing out. She put some other stuff with it and all until both of us decided it was really good and we had it all week. And now we're out of it, going to have to go back to Trader Joe's, I think. (laughs) See, we use the term all the time. Why do we use the term all the time? Mostly because of conflict, we use it, all right? Sometimes we use the term all the time and we use it loosely. When you're in conflict with somebody else, you do that all the time. And, and that, no, I don't. Yeah, all the time you do it. Always leaving your clothes lay all around the house all the time. All the time. You speak to me like that all the time, like 24 hours a day. It doesn't happen all the time. But when you're irritated, it's suddenly exaggerated to the all the time because you want to make somebody feel bad all the time there's so much that I want to say about God but the big reality is this that when you say that God is good all the time it is not an exaggeration I said, it's not, a, it's not an exaggeration because sometimes when we say all the time with God, I said, no, God, is he really that good? I heard some people jump up and give testimonies this morning. Somebody saying, is he really that good? Or are they just exaggerating because it's Sunday at church? Can I tell you, I know these people. I know these stories. It is not an exaggeration to them. Amen. Jesus. Still, I know that there are some who simply will not listen to me because of their life experiences. So I want to tell you that God is good, and I want to say all the time. I don't want to say all the time. I want to say all the time. And I, and I hear them because the biggest question facing them and some people who are watching this morning is where is God right now? Where is God now? When, when I've lost a child, when I lost my job, when I'm going through abuse, when there's war, or pain, or death, or sickness, or disease. There are people that will not darken the door of this church or even consider watching our webcast. And it's based upon something that is happening in their life. Anybody been there before? I don't want to talk to God. I'm a little mad at God right now. So I want you to hear me when I say all the time. God is good when life is difficult. Write it down. Write it down. Hang it on your refrigerator. His mercy endures forever. He is good. You don't have to read much in Scripture until you find the words very good. In Genesis 1.31, God saw everything that he made, and indeed it was very good. All right? It was very good. It was good. Everything, Adam, Eve, the trees, the flowers, the sky, everything was good. But then swiftly things begin to change. Suffering raises its head. And, and, but evil and suffering, they come rushing in like a flood. And we have sin and we have wickedness. We have idolatry. We, we have all kinds of things that are going on. And, and then you see Adam and Eve's fall, Cain's murder of Abel, Noah's flood, the Tower of Babel, the patriarch's sin, Job's tragedy, Egypt's oppression of Israel, David's psalms constantly of lament, Israel's rebellion, the suffering of the prophets, and the long, lonely wait for the Messiah it goes on. And finally, Jesus comes as the Lamb of God. And can I say, he did not come one moment. Too soon. 
But I also say when he comes again as the lion of the tribe of Judah, it won't be a moment too soon. And I know you might say, Pastor, things are really a mess in this world. Can I tell you that Jesus is coming back? Somebody praise God. When Jesus came into the world, it was deeply in sin. It was overrun with evil and wickedness. And even now, right now, God is good. And you might be thinking, really? Are you watching the news? And I'll say, no. I mean, these are bad times. I mean, COVID. How many times have you heard COVID? COVID, 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 COVID. They give you pictures of it. It looks like a fun toy for children, doesn't it? It's pretty colors and it's got little things on the side of it. It's like, could we make some COVID toys and just pass them out? The massive racial struggle in our nation, the injustice, the heaviness after uh, decisions on the Breonna Taylor uh, uh, case, all of that, and the division that we have. The, I mean, we have unrest in our nation, highest unemployment uh, because of this pandemic and people not being able to go to work. The nation is stumbling around because of all kinds of me- messages, sexual confusion that is inundating our culture right now. Can I say confusion? Massive confusion. Folks, we're in tough times, but these are not the first bad times. They're not. Maybe your first time, but they're not. Just because you are righteous doesn't mean that you will not go through difficulty or have to do battle with the enemy in your life. These are, there are things that have happened in the world. I mean, anybody remember the Asian tsunami of 2004? Do you remember that? Do you remember that? 280,000 people lost their lives. No, I don't remember. Why? Because it didn't happen to you. I mean, malaria. Anybody ever heard of malaria? Still, 2 million people die of malaria, mostly children. Yearly. On the 11th month, we, 11th of this month, we remember the attacks of September 11th, 2001. And now, it's like old news. Do you remember that day when 2,973 people died in that cowardice attack? Those things are devastating. But 9-11 was personal. You knew who those people were. They were our neighbors, our families. But, But then it gets closer. Can I tell you my stories? I mean, for me, I deal with devastation constantly. I don't get a week that goes by that I don't hear a massive story. And you may be just like me, just heavy story. I mean, when you get a call from a family who lost a child to a pool drowning or or when when the tire of a motorcycle explodes and one of a a dear sister, remember Sister Gail, years ago, and she flew off the motorcycle. She was running our benevolence ministry. She was running the, the baby compassion center years ago, and her life was taken in an instant. When a car accident results in the fiery death of a young man and you have to comfort the mother 
when a dear pastor friend of mine was mowing the hillside of his church lawn on a Saturday afternoon and he mistook the angle of the hillside that he was driving the tractor on and it all rolled over on top of him on a Saturday afternoon and he lost his life. When a former pastor friend, a former pastor and his wife, the people who built the original sanctuary of this church, uh, I remember getting that call. You know what I'm talking about? John, the Hudson's, LD and Margaret. He was a pastoral leader in another state. And, and he, they were in a plane accident and both of them died instantly. Now, you might say, why are you telling me all that? L- listen, it has been my lot to deal with this struggle. I do not have the right to pastor this church without, without looking you in the face in your most devastating circumstances, looking you in the face, holding your hands, holding you in your trial and in your trouble, and helping you to understand and reclaim this truth. God is still good. I said, God is still good. Say, Pastor, why did you take me? You depressed me, and then you told me that. Because you cannot say all the time unless it's every time. I'm not giving you an exaggeration right now. The problem is that sometimes when we go through difficulty, it becomes difficulty to feel the goodness and the peace of the Lord. But we will go through bad times. Nowhere in Scripture does it say we will not go through bad times. However, we also know this in Revelation 21. God will wipe every tear from our eyes and there will one day be no more death and no sorrow or crying. All of these things will one day be known as former things that have passed away. But he hasn't wiped all your tears away yet. But that doesn't change the reality of God's nature. God is still good when times are bad. John 16, Jesus said this to his disciples. He said, a time is coming and has come when you will be scattered. What? Each to his own home, you will leave me all alone. Yet I am not alone for my father is with me. Did you hear what Jesus said? He said, you'll leave me alone, but my father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. Read that last part with me. In the world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. You know that word take heart, don't you? A lot of you still wear it on your wrist. It's be strong and courageous for the Lord, your God will be with you everywhere you go in every situation, in every difficulty, he will not leave you alone and he will also turn it around somebody shall turn it around he'll turn it around psalm 30 and 11 reads this way you have turned my mourning into dancing you have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness i have found that my struggle sometimes has to do with my focus listen be careful that you don't assign your personal definition of goodness to our holy and eternal God. You use the word good. It's usually not what you mean with others. And sometimes we want to say that God is good when really what we need to know is that God is absolutely good. He is good. Be careful that you don't start thinking That if it hurts, then it's not good. If there is pain, then there is no progress. 
If it takes effort, then God must not be in it. If I weep, then nothing good can come from it. Those are lies. And you know as a good parent that those things are simply not true. Can I get a mommy daddy amen right now? How many know sometimes you have to teach people lessons? If it hadn't been for somebody coming alongside of you and holding you accountable, you... Jesus, a certain individual in Luke 18 asked Jesus, he said, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God alone. You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not give false testimony, honor your father and mother. And the man says, all of these things I've kept since I was a boy. And when Jesus heard this, he said, You still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give it to the poor. And then you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. Sell everything I have and give it away. In other words, you are not fully devoted to me. There are other things. That's why you're saying, what do I need to do to have eternal life? What do I need to... You see, what he was doing was he was taking his... His interpretation, his definition of good, and applying it. When I say good, we immediately go to our definition. God is pleasant. God is beneficial. God is kind. God is benevolent. He helps us. He is close to us. He wants us to do well. He wants to bless you. He wants to heal you. He wants to prosper you. I have in my office a jar full of these little pieces of paper. And uh, this, this, is an old, this jar is an old one that uh, Felicia and Lauren Malachi gave to me several years ago. And basically what it is, it's like when you're feeling, when, when you want to remember something, it's a memory jar. So I just reach in. I, did, I didn't choose these. I just grabbed a handful. Uh, road trips in the big blue van. Is there anybody remember my big blue van? I used to have this big blue conversion van. It had a VCR player in it and a little TV. Kids were young. Hallelujah. We'd sit in that van, watch movies, and we'd just, you know, let Diana drive. And Preston and I'd sit in the back and watch movies all the way to Ohio or something like that. That was fun. Uh, And let's see. I got others here. Uh, Eating fudge sickles. Okay, I still eat fudge sickles. I do. Anybody else eat fudge, eat fudge sickles? Me and my kids, we will get, like grandkids come over. You know, Malachi's over. We're going to have fudge sickle together. By the end of the day, we might have had three, four, broke all of the rules eating fudge sickles together. And then uh, uh, touch football in the backyard. Anybody ever been in my backyard and got yourself hurt because we were playing touch football and I pushed you through the fence? Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> These are such fond memories. And I could go on and on about them, but when I go through them, uh, I got some other memories. I don't have them in the jar. I got uh, like memories of overcoming abuse, like getting through a time of attack upon my life and my heart by someone, like the time I was sick as a child, uh, the time I was confronted with the pain of my past and had to fight the devil off. I, I didn't like being sick, but can I tell you this? I like the man that I am right now because I experienced that particular moment and God brought me through it. Some of you might say God is good and you think that God is just good in your good times, but I'm telling you, God is absolutely good no matter what you're going through. I like that he taught me 
me repentance. I like that he taught me godliness. I, I like that he has convicted my soul. I like that because God is not just fudge-sickle good. I got one dear brother. I know he probably watching this morning, but he told me the other day, I was, uh, we, we were chatting back and forth, uh, texting back and forth, and he said, you were talking about the alcoholism that he went through, and uh, he said, I just thank God for my alcoholism. He said, alcoholism is what brought me to Jesus. Come on, somebody, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Is there anybody in this room that could say to me that on the other side of a bad time you discovered Jesus? That he brought you out of sin? That he brought you out of abuse? He brought you out of a mess? I need some of those stories. In fact, today, if you want to take about a couple of minutes and meet Diana or Preston in the hospitality room, anybody remember that is? We'll take a video of you because we want to bombard that internet. We want to bombard Freedom Fellowship with God's goodness, how he brought you out, how he set you free. Could you take a minute? Could you do that? Just meet Preston back there in the hospitality room. Amen. 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 See, there is so much more to God's goodness. I said, God is good. Exodus 33 and 18. Moses said to God, he said, please show me your glory. Now I want you to hear God's answer to that. Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. Show me your glory. He said, okay, I'm going to show you my glory. I'm going to let all of my goodness pass before you. Now wait a moment. What an incredible time with God. God's goodness is about to pass before Moses. God's goodness expresses the sum of all of his attributes. It includes his benevolence, his kindness, his grace. But also his goodness includes his righteousness, his holiness, and his judgment. That's how good he is. You know... Did you know that God's goodness includes his holiness? You can't say God is good all the time without saying holy, holy, holy. That's what he was saying. My holiness is going to pass before you. God is good all the time. God is righteous all the time. God is holy all the time. Because when we say that God is good, sometimes what we're saying is God doesn't care about who I am. God doesn't care what I do with my life. God doesn't care the sin that I'm living in. God is good all the time. He winks at me all the time. He pats me on the head and pinches my cheek all the time. No, no. No, no, God actually is so good that he can move in wrath. Don't know what a good mama is until she's picked you up. By the arm, come on, anybody? You don't, until, until you get honest about his goodness, the enemy might confuse you to think that your worldliness, that your lifestyle is something that God is winking at, but he's not because God is even good when you don't want him to be good. Jesus. 
There's this calling in 1 Peter 13. Anybody remember this? Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Now, wait, 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 wait. Okay, God is good. Okay, are you still ready for this? God wants me to be good. What? God wants me to be good all the time. That's why. That's why he sent his son Jesus to die for you and me. And that's why he sent his Holy Spirit to dwell inside of you. Because God is good all the time. And he perpetuates his goodness into our life. I want God's goodness to pass by us this morning. Anybody else want it? You might say, I have an experience that, yes, you have in your life. You've been watching his goodness pass by you. In your difficulty, he brought his goodness into your life. In your struggle, in your confusion, when you were lost, he brought his goodness and convicted you and drew you out of a deep and dark place and set you up on a high place. Jesus, you are so good. So good, so good to me. What do we do about this holy God who calls us to be good as he is good? Stand with me as I close. Today is a day that has been set aside to celebrate the goodness of God. Does everybody know where we are on the Hebrew calendar? Does anybody know where we are? Yes, Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, began at sundown last night. My wife and I took a walk yesterday evening. We were walking down the boardwalk, and we looked up and saw a group standing in a circle worshiping and praying in their hotel room with the lights on and the curtains wide open. We heard music coming from there as they stood and they worshiped at sundown. Atonement, atonement. It was an atonement. Yom Kippur is a time when people were invited back into a relationship, a time to return to the Lord. But the call was to return to the Lord with all of your heart. I said, God is good. And what he's doing is imparting his goodness into our life. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 19 reads this way. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain, that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled. Somebody say, sprinkle me, God, sprinkle me. You get this, don't you? To cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Remember that entire series that we had this summer? Let's stir one another up. See, this right now is a time to receive the goodness of the Lord. So would you receive his goodness right now? Just open your arms to the Lord. Would you do that? Just open his arms. Open your arms to the Lord. I want you to be confident because Moses was told, 
I want you to come up and I'm going to let my glory, my goodness pass before you. So open up your arms. And I want you to welcome Holy Spirit. Do they say, I welcome you, Holy Spirit. Welcome you, Holy Spirit. Now say this. I welcome your goodness. Wow. I dare you. I dare you. Come on. I welcome your goodness. Come into my life. You might say something. You might say, well, I've been too bad. I've been too broken. But listen to what the Lord is saying to you. He's saying on this time of atonement, I want you to come back to me. I'm going to sprinkle you. I'm going to cleanse you. I'm going to wash you in all of your sins. I want to take all of your sin and all of your shame. I want you to stop looking in the mirror as if you are worthless. I want you to know that I love you and I brought my goodness into your life. Just welcome the goodness of the Lord. Said, I welcome your goodness, Lord Jesus. Some of you might be saying, well, pastor, I just don't feel too good. Sometimes when you feel that, that is the call to repentance. Amen. When you don't, when I say welcome goodness of God and you are struck with, I'm so unrighteous. I'm so, so unholy. What he wants you to know is this. If you'll repent, he'll remove all of that unrighteousness. He'll cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He'll even take that constant sense of shame as you confess your sin. He'll remove the shame that you walk with. Today's going to be baptism day at the oceanfront. We're going to dunk a lot of people. But part of that baptism is this understanding That old, dirty, dead man is gone, and I am now alive in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you need to come to Jesus today, if you need to come, you need to repent, you need somebody to pray, then at the end of this service, I want you to come and stand over here to the right. I will have individuals who will gather here with you. But before we do this, would you open your communion? Somebody thank God for the precious body of the Lord Jesus. On this celebration of the atoning sacrifice of our Lord Jesus, the perfect work of Christ, would you prepare to receive communion? Open it up. Do you have the bread in your hand? Say amen if you have the bread in your hand. Lord, we receive this bread. We are your children. We ask, dear God, that as we receive this, we would be reminded of your goodness as we receive your goodness into our life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the broken body of Christ. The broken body of Christ received the bread. And the cup. Thank you, Lord, for your atoning sacrifice. Thank you that because of your broken body, because of your spilled blood, we now can come into the Holy of Holies. We are good enough because you have made us good. Thank you, Lord. We receive the cup in Christ. Amen. Receive the cup. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on, let's give praise to the Lord for the cup. Listen, whoever you are, I want you to say this. Say, God is good. Say, all the time. By the blood of Jesus, I am good. Now say it. I am good. If you're struggling, I want you to come and pray. Whatever your need is. I want some of my prayer workers to come and stand over here to my right. 
And as we're dismissed, if you need prayer for anything whatsoever, my prayer team will meet with you and they'll pray with you. Listen, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace and give you peace. Receive the peace of the Lord. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us online. Be dismissed when you choose. Ah, uh, sing.